Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And we've got Adam here today with us as well because we're doing a little bit of a special episode 100. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time in the making. It's not our 100th ever episode, but it's our 100th video Waveform Podcast published, something like that. That's why we're treating it. It's our 100th. I don't video. think so. Not quite. It's not even our 100th video? <laughs> no, 100th no. Video. What is it, our 100th? Of? It's our 100th episode. There was like the original episode that was or like the announcement episode and then technically there's like one more bonus episode that was just like the full uncut interview of something oh, so, it's so this is like our 100th published episode episodes. yeah yeah, yeah regu- regularly scheduled episode <laughs> it's welcome to our 100th regularly scheduled episode now we it. feel pretty good about it though because we got some special things lined up but we're going to talk about uh, the new 5g rollout and how it might affect your next flight kind of a weird topic but it's a fun one also, some new images and videos of the Cybertruck have popped up that we haven't seen yet, so we're going to react to it, and then uh, we're going to end up with our first Q&A of 2022. So it's a good one. But first, episode 100, we happen to time this perfectly, or maybe you guys timed this perfectly? It's, yeah, it's a bunch of let time. Adam personally, take credit for it. I personally had everyone subscribe at just the right time so <laughs> yeah. that we would get these. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. These are our uh, YouTube plaques for the channels, and there's two of them. You because let's not dox ourselves with these uh, labels. You probably can't read them. I'll play them out. Yeah, it's have not, fun it's with 4K that. 4K yet. Just <laughs> um, more work, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but but to myself. There are two. There is a YouTube uh, waveform channels plaque, and there's also a waveform clips channels plaque because you guys are smart enough to be subscribed to both of them and got them both over 100,000 subscribers. So we're taking them out of the box. This is fun for me because I've actually never in person held the new style mm-hmm. of YouTube plaque. And uh, this probably goes all the way back to the beginnings of like how I feel about YouTube. I tweeted uh, one of Hank Green's videos earlier this year and I said like, YouTube is kind of an anomaly at how well it treats creators. Oh, yeah. And I got tons of replies like, what do you mean YouTube treats creators well? They treat everyone like garbage. Of course, maybe they treat the best creators well. I'm like, no, it's kind of a... Relatively? Relatively speaking, like what other platform does most of the things YouTube does, aside from all the AdSense and sharing revenue, um, but having uh, plaques rewarding people from achieving certain subscriber milestones, I don't remember TikTok doing that or Facebook or anything else like that. So it's just another example of something uh, YouTube doesn't have to do, but they do. 
all the plaques that I have are from an older generation yeah. that look different. The OGs. They're older and thicker and, and heavier. Heavier. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> At least the million one is. That yeah. thing's like yeah, that 40 pounds, crazy. I feel like. Yeah, they, they streamlined the process a little bit. So let's take a look at these. Let's get the 100,000 subscriber wave. No, you open, no, you open it, man. Both You're the one them? editing oh, all these okay. videos. I mean, you don't have to do both. Maybe we'll let Marquez do the other okay. one, but you do the honors of the first one. Yeah, let's do the first one. Can you see that on camera? Nope, I'm going to have to blur that. Okay, yeah. cool. Perfect. Opening, opening. There's a nice little letter here. Congratulations on your subscriber milestone. We are honored to take part in recognizing your achievement and want your experience to be exceptional. This award was inspected and packaged with great care by Rick. Thank you, oh. Rick. Shout, Shout out, to Rick. out, Rick. Appreciate yeah, you. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Uh, we got the nice little letter Ooh. here, hand signed by Susan, which is cool. CEO. Nice. Yes. They Very could cool. see that. And then this one's for the clips. So waveform clips channel for passing a hundred thousand. So it's the silver. So they the way they do it, just for those unfamiliar, is there's a 100,000 subscriber plaque. It is silver. There is a 1 million subscriber plaque when you add a digit. That one is ooh, a little taller ooh. and gold. And that is very shiny. That's yeah, very This shiny. is awesome. That's nice. That's lightweight. Guys. I haven't seen this. Congratulations <laughs> to you, dude. You've... You, you're the one who got the video. Like, without you, video doesn't happen right now. So, oh, I mean, don't make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the podcast has been going on for a little longer, but like, since videos come in, we've seen great numbers from it. I mean, the channel's been blowing up, it's been doing really well. And, uh, can I hold it? Hopefully, it's well deserved. It's nice. It's light. Yeah, it is very it's light. A, it's like a really solid quality feeling plaque while still being light and like not terrifying to hang on your wall and just yeah. like rip drywall screws out. That's the problem anything. with the million one that you have. The million one that you I have. literally can't hang yeah. it. Literally weighs 40 pounds. <laughs> I'm not pretty. exaggerating. Like how do you hang something that weighs 40 That's pounds? Insane. So uh, this is nice. Stand. This is nice. Have you seen the What's Inside video where he cuts it in half? No. They cut one of these in half. Wait, Solid I'm curious metal. what was in it. Uh, it's just more, it's more uh, alloy. This oh, is clear. Okay. You yeah. can see it's hollow through the yeah. screw, the holes in the back. Yeah, the the actual total thickness of this is only a fraction of this. Oh, but yeah. you know, no, nice, still cool. Let's pop the other one out so we can yeah, uh, see both down. of them. Yeah, clips, baby. I mean, I guess we kind of saw the uh, hey knife guy. Can we borrow that? Got you, fam. <laughs> Check out the just... knife on the latest EDC video in the studio <laughs> channel. <laughs> That's a, I thought that was an open blade for a second. <laughs> Open her okay. up. Yeah, you hold this one. Hold, this, hold my plaque. Hold my plaque. I, audio listeners, thanks for sticking through this because this must be kind of chaotic. I'll cut out the dead air. Yeah. <laughs> this one was also packaged and inspected by Rick. Oh, Rick nice. is the man. Thank you, Rick. We're also going to be um, doing the studio one soon as well. So I wonder if we'll be three for three on Rick's. Oh, yeah. Did they come at the same time? Yeah, they all came together. They could all be from Rick. Yado actually, I think, ordered it yeah, he ordered a couple it before days beforehand. Me. But we got mm. all of them at the same time. I wonder if they do kind of like batches of them. Oh, they spelled it wrong. No, no way. just kidding. Oh. I got you guys. No, I was literally on my way in and I was telling David, like, I really hope I didn't make a typo on these. <laughs> yeah, they do ask you what you want to put down here. So wait for Oh, yeah, because technically we still haven't fixed it yet. But I think on our YouTube channel, it's WVFRM podcast and then waveform spelled out clips. Yeah. We do um, have so we wanted to full, make them together. We have the full waveform URL slash yeah. waveform, so that's nice. Yeah. So yeah, they look good. I like that this is actually like three D here, like mirror and then a little extruded play button in there. Yeah. It is like an actual mirror. Like I can see. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah, I can see y'all. Nice. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Those look awesome. We're All right, hang so, them up uh, in here. Next a million. Next a million. <laughs> We're working on it.
Make sure to share before the, the two for the two hundredth episode. You're one million. On. Ooh, yeah. two hundred. No, we could hit it before then. We could probably hit it before that. I hope. Um, I believe. It's up to you. All right. Do you want to just hang out with us and and uh, react to the Cybertruck? Ooh, let's do here? it. Because okay. I've seen it and I have. Have thoughts. you? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Marquez <laughs> okay. and I specifically tried not to watch these. I mean, we've obviously yeah. seen Cybertruck. A new walk around video came out. Yeah, there's some new extra pictures. A couple things that have changed. I've seen a couple. Um, I've avoided watching the videos. So yeah, far, I've seen some like. But I've seen the headlines, and okay. basically what's happening is the Cybertruck was announced on stage, and kind of like how you know when you see like the the concept car, and then you see the final shipping car. Mm -hmm. There's always mm -hmm. differences. Some are very far apart. Some of them are pretty close. Like Porsche Mission E concept. Oh, nothing. <laughs> close. It's relatively close. It is closer than to the Taycan. It looks. It looks better than they Mission got, E. I yeah, think. they got yeah. the wheels right. They got some of the stuff. So like this is a, a a natural expectation of Cybertruck on stage versus Cybertruck that hits the streets. On stage, we did not see mirrors. Uh, what else? The 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 wheels are pretty crazy looking. Like there's oh, yeah. there's a bunch of questions about what the yeah. final Cybertruck's gonna look like. Plus a lot of talks by Elon about how they're gonna make it smaller. So should oh. we just click on the video and just watch yeah, it? Yeah, you want to we'll see what's, what's same going time. on. What should we do? Watch it on your screen. You want to just three, two, one, and press play? Okay. Yeah. Let me open the URL <laughs> Oops, first. I, pressed, the, I did it already. Is the YouTube one? YouTube one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the link I put. Okay. In the I'll top. press play in three, two, one, play. So it looks oh. like we're indoors. Okay, right off the bat, that, those that are different wheels. That is like the wheels. arachnid mm -hmm. wheels, right? Mm -hmm. They don't look like, they don't match very well. Nope. They look too small, but they look more like wheels than the concept wheels. The concept wheels almost looked like they went to like the edges. I like the concept wheels. Yeah. Yeah. The wheels on the concept looked way sicker. This looks like a guy in a factory. He's got a hard hat on. He's yeah. just pointing out a prototype. This guy got fired. Yep. Okay. So we've got, I see the cameras in the A pillar. I see... No door handles, but I yeah. do see side view mirrors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and very oh standard my, mirrors. Look at the size of that windshield wiper. It's crazy. The, oh, okay, the windshield wiper is the one thing I saw that I'm very confused about. Um, Holy smokes. It's just a singular windshield wiper. They're going along like the front of the truck now. It's very flat. I, honestly, from the front, I kind of dig it. I've never been a huge fan of this truck, just I to think, say. I think if you look at a truck, they sort of they built the bottom third of the bumper out to be like plastic, so it's not like steel all yeah, the way to the yeah, bottom. It's got like a bumper bumper and then it's the like steel or whatever. Yeah, that's probably front, a safety related front, thing. Yeah, Quote unquote grill or grill area. Yeah. It's still such a triangle though. It's yeah, very... The, the, it's kind of strange because the window looks almost like seamless up to the front like quarter. Okay, this windshield wiper looks like it's like five feet long and it's one singular. <laughs> the amount of torque coming out of the like motor it's of this thing wiper. probably is like a Nissan Leaf motor. Like that's how much power it probably That's a needs. serious windshield wiper. I wow, Nissan Leaf very interested in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take that much to move it. Okay, so I've seen a bunch of different windshield wiper... Uh, versions like mm -hmm. you, you see like two that come how do i do this two from one side that wipe <laughs> yeah, next to each yeah. other or you'll see like overlapping okay. windshield wipers or you'll see the bus ones that go next to each other yeah, yeah whenever yeah. you have one huge windshield wiper on the shape of a normal windshield you're missing part of it so if yeah. this is on the driver's side like the passenger is just not going to get very yeah much. that's not that big of a deal if you're driving i guess yeah. um but like a lot of times you'll see one big one and then like one small one to kind of like yeah. pick up yeah, the kind of thing not that's into um, but wow. this one giant one seems also, does it, was it defaulted as like up? Did you notice that? Yeah. It's just at the side of the it windshield. It starts at oh, the side rather than starting at the bottom. Huh. Yeah. I that's, don't know. It must take so much force to pull that back up while it's scraping across <laughs> the windshield. I mean, I know it's not like a ton of friction, but it, it literally needs friction in order to work. Oh, he's going 
It looks like the back on the back truck, there's a couple uh, places for like ratchet straps or being able to tie stuff down to the back of the trunk. I think Question that might have been you. a button for the cover. Really? The tonneye or whatever it's called. Oh, from the, oh, the cover. Uh, okay. truck. Yeah. yeah. Is, are the tires small or is the car big? Yes. <laughs> Definitely both. Uh, the Cybertruck is massive. Yeah. So I think these are pretty big wheels, but compared to the size of the Cybertruck, they're not very big, as you can uh, tell. I'm going to pause just because he's done a full 360 yeah. around We've gone all the way around it. Yeah. There's still no door handles, I've noticed. I don't know. Yeah, I, did you see Elon's response to that? What? No. He said, oh, what? Did, sorry, now I need to... <laughs> Because it was a it was a very similar to along the lines of like all human input is error. Uh, of course. Oh, you know what this also reminds me of? There was a a bit of a more complete roadster looking thing floating mm. around. I think it also had a giant windshield wiper or two. Really? I think they also had to do something about the mirrors. And I remember when we saw the roadster prototype, and this is still very prototypey because there's no roadsters out. Uh, you could slide your finger down on the A pillar and it would unlock the door and pop it open. What? It seems like it would fail all the time, okay. right? Because we have we've had the Mach E here before, uh -huh. which doesn't have a real handle, but it's got this little scoop thing in, and you can sort of touch that and it pops the door open oh, two yeah. inches, and then you pull it out. Um, Cybertruck seems like a ruggedized vehicle you'd want like manual handles mm -hmm. on. But it doesn't have any handles in this video. They're really sticking to it. Yeah, there's still no handles. I yeah. So wait, how would you? Does it just sense when you're walking I think close that's to the what car it is. and it's, it pops it open? When you come up, it's supposed to open for you. But what if you're just like passing your car? This is a Model X issue. <laughs> if you walk up to the Model X with the key in your pocket, it can. You can set the setting for it to auto open the doors. Uh -huh. So you walk up to the. Actually, no, that's not true. You have to hit the button. You okay. have to hit some side of the car thing. So on the Model X, you walk up to it. As you get close to it, it unlocks. Then you press mm. the handle, and it automatically opens the door all the way. You get in, you put your foot on the brake, and it closes the door all the way. That's cool. So that's cool when it works. Yeah, uh, it breaks all the time. But <laughs> on model and on the Cybertruck, it seems like they want to do this like touch interface it on the says, side of the car. So he said. Okay. Um, in the end, we kept production design almost exactly the same as the show car, minus those giant mirrors and but yeah. whatever. Just some small tweaks here and there to make it slightly better. No door handles. Car recognizes you and opens the door. Having all four wheels steer is amazing for nimble handling and tight turns. Oh, four wheel steering is cool. Yeah, okay. it is cool. But but the car is gonna recognize you and, and open, open the door. The door. Well, Could you lock or open? It said this says car recognizes you and opens door. Right. Imagine that door swinging open into <laughs> huge a, steel a door, toddler or another car <laughs> or into traffic. I mean. No, at least if you hit a shopping cart, it's not damaging the door. It's just launching the shopping cart probably yeah. across the parking lot. I don't know why the visual of a toddler being flung across the floor. Dude, it's... That's uh, terrible. I worked at a restaurant once, and, and a kid walked in front of the kitchen door and got slammed pretty hard, and I can only imagine that with the Cybertruck door. But not this ideal. Is, <laughs> this is pretty wild speculation on how hard it opens. I'm assuming yeah. they have some sort of camera. Because it opens yeah. soft. Doesn't um, Model X have something like that where it's side doors that come yeah. up? It like can judge how far a car is away it's from it. It's got Falcon doors and it's got cameras, but also ultrasonic sensors. So if it can tell that it's going to have to open a certain amount out, it'll actually change the path of the door opening oh, so it doesn't wow. hit yeah. anything. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Elon's tweet of saying the car recognizes you might be like a fancy way of saying like your phone is your key and when you get mm, close to it, it it'll know it's you. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to have a camera looking and identifying people on the street being like, oh, it's me, yeah. your owner, and then you open the door. I don't think it's that crazy. But, yeah, I you know, door handles are useful. 
That'll yeah, be a, that'll I, be a pretty tough one. I would like door handles. The side mirrors on this still feel very prototypey. It feels like mm -hmm. they know they have to add them, but they just kind of added whatever on. Um, it doesn't yeah. feel like it fits with the rest of it. So we've had a couple uh, things about door handles. Number one, it to me looks kind of like F one fifty mirrors, like they're just basic oh, mirrors. That's I was exactly like, this does not say. look like an F. Yeah, yeah, yeah the just mirrors like, just look like a standard truck. Yeah, mirror. basic truck mirrors. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, uh, I asked Elon about the mirrors not being on the Roadster. And he said this about Cybertruck as well, which is like, okay, by law, we have to install them, but you don't have to have them when you're driving. The law is about manufacturing, not about driving on the road. So they can mm -hmm. make very easy to remove mirrors and actually add like cameras and the solution they actually want you to use in the car, but include the mirrors just for shipping. So you get the car and if you want to remove the mirrors, you could just pop them off and use the cameras. Theoretically, yeah. Huh. So that's that's what he said about Roadster to me. That's what he's implied about Cybertruck to many others. Neither of these vehicles ship. I don't know that yeah. any other car does <laughs> that, that also right now. That was years ago he said that, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's still the rule, but like I've never seen a vehicle ship without, well, mm. in the U.S. without mirrors. There, yeah. are some, there are some that ship with cameras where the mirrors were, but that's not in the U.S. Mm. So... Again. That windshield wiper is really throwing me off. It's huge. Like, if you're in the passenger seat and you're driving through somewhere scenic, you're just not going to see anything. Yeah. Oh, like if it doesn't... I mean, I think that reach... Yeah, it, you can kind of see the where it wouldn't yeah. hit. Um, Unless does it just come to, all the way across? Like, does it stay vertical? <laughs> that's like a printer? That would be yeah. hilarious <laughs> if it was just like a printer one side to side. Yeah. I almost if feel like that company, would work better. If, every, if any company would over-engineer the heck yep. out of a windshield wiper... It's Tesla with the Cybertruck. Yeah. That's the kind of innovation I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I want a sliding <laughs> printer-like windshield wiper. Um, final thoughts on this? Uh, it looks. It still looks like a Cybertruck to me. I think on the scale of like concept cars versus final shipping cars, if mm -hmm. I give the one on stage uh, a concept car view versus the one we're seeing now, it turns out to be what ships. This is actually relatively close to what they yeah. originally showed. That being said... It still looks like a Cybertruck. It still looks crazy. It's going to be a sight on the road. It's going to be a presence on the streets. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a Cybertruck. It's crazy. Insane. Yeah. I I don't really like it. I prefer, out of the whole concept car versus this car that's out now, I much preferred the concept car just because it looked cohesive. Even if it's not the final version, like this just does not look cohesive. It looks like they copy pasted the top of the concept car and pasted it onto a Ford F one fifty or something. I think they changed the tires on the final by this. I feel like yeah, this is. Smaller. I think they're gonna make some sort of rim to go with Cybertruck because this looks like those are just arachnids, aren't they? Or what are those new? They're probably bigger than normal, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna make some sort of wheels. I'm sure they'll make some, something with some sort of aero cap on it that will probably look. Uh, the concept one had kind of like an aero cap feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm. This is cool. I guess it's different. It's like gigantic, which I really think mm -hmm. everyone underestimates driving. Mm -hmm. I can't um, wait to see it in person. Basically, I yeah. can't wait to see it. I'm going to be terrified when these and the Hummer EVs are on the road. Like. <laughs> There's going to be way more of these than the Hummer EV, according to pre-orders. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Be a lot of these. I think there's going to be. A, I'm far more excited about, like, the Rivian over this for you, in a personal aspect. The Rivian also has this. How do you feel about the bar headlight? I dig it. Because I mean, I don't dig this whole design, but I like a bar headlight. <laughs> the bar headlight. When I'm driving in front of a car with bar headlights, it's a mixed feelings experience, but I think they look sick. I love a bar taillight. 
always yeah, have. Yeah, it's hard right now because like not many are doing the standard bar headlights. So a lot of bar headlights you could see are aftermarket where people are like, oh yeah, people put like and, yeah. on their roof they'll put a bar. Yeah, and or that's whatever. way brighter, and then it just yeah. sucks driving. And then it's yeah. at the wrong height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm decently into the design. Originally, I did a video on why we're getting a Cybertruck because yeah. we uh, we wanted to get one as a camera car. Because all the stuff we've shot, we've shot a bunch of camera uh, car videos in the past, and we found like, okay, we've shot out the side of a minivan. It's kind of convenient to have the sliding doors. We've mm-hmm. shot out the back of a pickup truck. That's cool. You can hang the movie out at different angles and stuff like that. By movie, you mean Brandon? Both, oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Brandon's the arm holding yeah, the movie. The stabilizer. <laughs> um, and to us, it was like, oh, Cybertruck is kind of the best of all of the worlds. You can have somebody hanging out the side. You can put somebody in the bed. It's going to be silent. It's going to be just as fast as any car we want. Mm. But we've we've actually uh, worked on a much better solution very recently, and now it's it's back to just being like we have one on order. I can't <laughs> wait to shoot this with that. Oh for yeah, audio listeners, what? the yeah. Cybertruck with what we just hooked up. Oh in. yeah. <laughs> what um spec did you get on it? So the triple motor, okay. just because we presume those will ship first. Okay, what was the one, there was a cheaper version, right, that now people don't think is going to come out? There was going to be a dual motor and a single motor. Okay. And I think the pres- the speculation is that they're going to cancel the single motor yeah, or it'll be yeah. a very late shipper that eventually gets canceled. I bet it gets dual canceled motor. completely. Yeah. So the highest performance, most expensive ones will ship first. I also would guess that most people who ordered a Cybertruck just went to the top. Not most people. I think a lot of people who ordered a Cybertruck went to the top, and that gave them incentive to just convert or switch switch the order and just ship those mm. first. Yeah. I, so I wonder, like, in terms of going to the top, it's increasing, like, your your towing capacity or, like, torque and stuff like that because how much – and range, I guess, and right? And range, yeah. Okay, because, like, I think most people, when it comes to, like, pickup trucks now, they're going to the top because they want the more – it's it's an interior thing that really changes when you're like on an F one fifty and you're going from like the I think it's like the Lariat to the like whatever King Ranch or something like that. You're getting like some crazy interior and then like because yeah. you're like living in your truck pretty much. These will all be the same. Yeah, these will be. You get a yoke. They all have a yoke. They all have that like that weird. Sounds like so much fun for towing things when you have to like really be specific about. Yeah, there's turning a lot of yeah. towing. Uh, they have that weird marble countertop thing. They've oh, I got, forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> they've they've got two rows of seats. They've got the three in the front, three in the back thing happening. Oh. And although the middle is like an armrest that folds down, bench front seat. Yeah, it's been a while since that's been. A thing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember shooting this video and like looking at this. It's just a countertop with a yoke and like a center screen, like a Model Three t- center screen, but bigger. Huh. So yeah, they'll all have the same trim. But yeah, interior. Yeah, if you go for the highest end version, you get yeah towing capacity, range, and a faster zero to sixty. Yeah, faster. Yeah. Whatever. So, what's the fat? What is the faster? Let's see. The Cybertruck. Think of how many motor. more estimates you can make at your blue collar <laughs> job with your truck if you can go zero to sixty, <laughs> destroying anything in your path. Get to the next job site yeah. real quick. Destroying everything. <laughs> Two point nine seconds. Oh my god. The triple motor Cybertruck is at least the quoted. Rivian's three, right? The Rivian is three flat. It's yeah. it's absurdly That's fast. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, they give us a horsepower number. The Rivian is quad motor, 800 plus horsepower. It's a fast truck. Yeah. It's smaller uh, too. So that it is small and nimble. Mm. The Cybertruck is going to be big. Elon says nimble, but like, you know, even with four wheel steering, like, it's <laughs> yeah. a big yeah. truck. Yeah. 
but yeah, it can be nimble for its size. But when you're that size, it's, it's hard size. to be nimble. Yeah, yeah. Model so. three is like what four something, four point something. They get into the threes, threes yeah. with the performance oh, wow. models. Yeah, okay, yeah. So this yeah. is faster than that. Twice the weight, <laughs> just as fast. That's insane. It'll be interesting. Ah, seeing it on the street, man. These are dangerous. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. I'm gonna walk to work from now on. <laughs> you start seeing them on the highway. Like, <laughs> yeah, nope, no, I'm good. Pull yeah. over to the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a that's a little stainless steel unboxing and stainless steel truck. How about that for a segue? But we got to take a quick go. break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk 5G and stainless steel tubes in the sky. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. VAN29.com. Support for this show comes from NetSuite, and that's exactly what NetSuite provides support. But what they really provide is support where you need it, because no one needs help where they don't need it. So, NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, we are back, and Dave is with us. Wow. Welcome back. I'm always just showing up. On the podcast. Somewhere. Sick. Yes. Um, no, I'm not sick anymore. I'm not sick. Oh, that's good. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> and we're here to talk uh, We're here to talk briefly for a little bit about this weird 5G headline I keep seeing. Yeah. And then we're going to do some Q&A. But I, I need to understand something. And you you allegedly can explain this allegedly. to me. Allegedly. So <laughs> I would love to hear what's happening. So I have a screenshotted Good Morning America tweet. Oh. It says, airline execs warn that new 5G cell service could cause catastrophic disruption to aviation industry. Um, okay. All so right. I, this, this is actually really interesting because yeah. I had, we had firsthand experience with this, believe it or not. Uh, we had the motocrane guys fly out here and their first flight 
was canceled, not mm. due to weather, but oh. due to a 5G rollout. I didn't yeah. know that. Their flight was canceled. Yeah. So they That's actually funny. had to come a day later because of that. So this this is actually canceling flights, but maybe you can well, explain what the deal yeah. is, why yeah. this 5G is suddenly getting this new tag. What's yeah. up? Okay. So, so specifically, the spectrum of 5G that we're talking about right now is called C-band. Okay. Um, if you look at the entire wa- radio wave spectrum, you go from about three kilohertz to 300 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. And that's a very wide spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So in the past, we've had 2G, then 3G, then 4G. And effectively what that's doing is that is shortening the wavelength uh, of that wave, which can have a higher power level, higher right? Higher bandwidth, et cetera. Higher bandwidth, more data, faster data. <clears throat> but it goes shorter distances the shorter the wavelength that you have because it's higher power, it's being absorbed by more things, it's being blocked by more things. Yeah. So, to, you know, you think of AM radio and it goes super far distances, FM goes a little shorter, and then you've got 3G, 4G, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so, when we, got, we talk about 5G, right? This has been a big topic in our field for like five years now. They've been talking yeah. about 5G, now they're already starting to talk about 6G and all this stuff. We'll get but, there. <laughs> yeah. So so as the mobile internet evolved and the internet evolved in general, we decided we need better downlink, better uplink, because now we're sending like 100 megabyte files to each other, just all this stuff. We're uploading 8K videos out Yeah, here. exactly. We're yeah. sending like higher resolution stuff constantly. So then we started rolling out, okay, we're going to roll out 5G. Now there's three sections of 5G. Right. There is low band 5G, and there's millimeter wave 5G, and then there is mid band or C band 5G. So and we did our we did our 5G explainer video a while yeah. ago where we sort of explored the pros and cons and sort of saw what low and mid band 5G were doing yeah. and then tried to get millimeter wave 5G. We mm-hmm. had to literally stand like feet from yeah. the tower. To drive to Rhode Island, right? Or yeah. Well, we had to go find time. a tower yeah, first. At the time, yeah. yeah. And you have and to have line of sight. Had to have line of sight. We went around the corner behind a glass wall and it cut out. Mm-hmm. Like rain kind of allegedly blocked millimeter wave. So yeah. mid band is in between low band and millimeter yes. wave. Yes. Okay. So the big um, reason why I think a lot of people think that 5G is like a fraud or a lie is because when 5G first rolled out in the US, it was mostly low band 5G. Mm-hmm. Verizon has been very adamant about pumping their ultra wideband thing, and that's like a big reason why they call their phones UW at the end, is because it has millimeter wave capabilities. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to be like in front of this millimeter wave tower to get that access. So most of the general 5G that will show up on your phone that will say 5G is actually low band. Now the thing about low band is that it's around the same frequency as 4G. Right. So people see the 5G logo on their phone and then they do a speed test and they're like, this is like the same speed, if not sometimes slower, because it sometimes been. it's in a lower spectrum and it's like, it can be slower for a lot of people. So then people are like, this is stupid. What's the deal with all this infrastructure? Um, then you got mid-band. <clears throat> now mid-band is what a lot of people consider the Goldilocks band for 5G, mm. because it's that in-between where it still goes decently far, but it also has a lot higher speeds. Um, so basically T-Mobile was one of the only companies that really had a lot of mid-band spectrum, and it acquired a ton of mid-band spectrum when it uh, acquired and merged with Sprint. Okay. So they had all this spectrum. Verizon and AT&T didn't have that much. So up until now, Verizon and AT&T being like, 5G's great, 5G's great. Uh, specifically, AT&T, remember, they would always do 5GE, 5G evolution. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> I still have that on my iPhone. Which was, low ba- it was like low band 5G that was about the same speed as 4G, which is why people were so annoyed. Yeah. Um, so 
basically recently and in a lot of other countries, C-band has been deployed for like a year already or maybe even more than a year. <clears throat> and it's already been deployed at airports, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. soon. But um, there was this auction in the U.S. with the FCC that basically allowed this band to be sold to different carriers. So mm -hmm. up until now, that mid-band C-band area was being used for satellite TV. Okay. So that started in the 70s. But recently, they decided that they could put the satellite TV band in a much more finite spectrum of C-band because the technology got better that they didn't have as much like spectrum leak leakage. So they could just say, okay, we could put this in this really fine frequency. Right. Uh, and at the same time, people are cutting cords. They maybe don't have to service as much of the band anymore. They don't have to have as much of the band. So the FCC got that back <clears throat> and then they auctioned it off. And Verizon and AT&T specifically spent a lot of money to acquire a little bit of mid-band because they don't really have, they didn't really have like any mid-band before this. Mm -hmm. So Verizon spent $45.5 billion, 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 <laughs> to get 161 megahertz of spectrum, which is not even that much. Mm -hmm. um, and then AT&T bought 80 megahertz of spectrum for $28 billion. That's a lot of billions. Yeah. T <laughs> um, Mobile spent like the least. They only spent $10 billion, uh, to flesh out Spectrum they already had because they already have the most compared to. Mm. The they could have carriers. just bought Activision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, right? These are like similar to Activision <laughs> yeah. prices. Exactly. Buy 10 Instagrams. Go on. So if you look at this, here is a chart, and we'll throw this up. Uh, I'll talk about it for the audio listeners and we'll throw it up for the video watchers. Mm -hmm. This is the average network speeds of the three carriers over uh, October 2020 to October 2021. And T-Mobile yeah, is just sort of that wow. Model S plaid taking off while everyone else is less in, left I'm, in the dust. I've never thought I'd say this, but T-Mobile's looking pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. Okay. So their average speed has gone way up. It's around 200 megabit, um, maybe a little higher. It's kind of hard to read these graphs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they try to make these graphs pretty annoying and interesting. So <clears throat> the drama with the FAA yeah. uh, is that they were concerned that the mid-band spectrum, specifically the C-band spectrum, which operates in a very specific area, they were worried that that would mess with their altimeters um, which is something that helps you land a plane. Altimeters, yeah. From what I yeah. understand, in my limited experience with altimeters, yeah. is it tells you how high you are. Yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> pretty important. Pretty useful for a plane. Okay. Pretty important. So obviously anything regarding public safety and public health and airplanes mm -hmm. is extremely highly vetted. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't want to, they didn't want any possibility of this becoming a problem. Now, the, the crazy thing is that this auction happened very recently. It happened in 2020. And then there had to ha be time for like the satellite internet company, the satellite TV companies to clear out the spectrum. But Verizon actually paid an extra $8 billion to get the satellite TV companies to clear out their spectrum faster. <laughs> so there was just this incredibly fast ramp from we're not using this frequency for widespread data usage and we are using this frequency. And so the FAA was like, hold up. If you break all our, our altimeters, our planes will not be safe anymore. There's going to be this major issue. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so they got in this huge spat. They basically just hadn't tested all of their like alti altimeter. That's a very hard word to say. It is. All of their altimeter. <laughs> altimeter. Uh, altimeter <laughs> equipment to make sure that it wasn't going to interfere with their spectrum and cause noise and delays and stuff. Fair. So 
they did agree to delay the rollout of C-band by two weeks to give the FAA time to test a lot of equipment and sort of certify it for different planes. Um, the problem was within that two weeks, not everything got tested. I think they said like 60% of planes and equipment had been certified that it was not going to interfere. Okay. But there were still like 40% that they hadn't certified yet. And the airlines are going to be very careful sure. with their equipment. They also came to a conclusion that they're just not going to put C-band towers within two miles of these airports. That was going to be my next question because you yeah. mentioned like C-band, mid-band goes much further than millimeter wave but not as far as low band. Right. And I'm wondering, okay, how far is that? Because if you have a tower right yeah. on the airport, like obviously don't turn that one on yeah. for now. But if it's five miles away from the airport, yeah. is that far away enough? C-band goes about half a mile. Okay. I think that's so. what that's what they're doing, right? There's like there are like 50 towers that they're not like voluntarily not setting on or not rolling out. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there were all these towers that they were going to put at airports because obviously people just want good data everywhere. Um, but especially because, at the airport, by yeah, the way, right. Yeah. Isn't like the whole use case for really, really high bandwidth 5g, like, Oh, I'm about to not have internet for a while. I need download to download something real quick. Yeah. Like the, the lady who's about to go down to the subway station and goes, let me just download a movie. Boop. And then she yeah. goes down to the subway with like a freshly downloaded audiobook or right. movie. Like when I'm at the airport, I'm downloading all my albums and all my podcasts that I want to listen to yeah. real quick. So like the airport's the one place right. I want the 5g to be good. That's okay. always the use case that they use for Millimeter Wave 2, right? Is it's yep. just like, look how fast you can download Netflix shows. Yep. Um, yeah, and honestly, like, the main use case for low band is just to take off network congestion from 4G. Like, that, that's the main issue. Because if, if you've ever been to, like, a concert or a football game or something, and it says 4G LTE on your phone, but you can't get any data through, it's because the network is just so congested. So by opening up more spectrum, even though it's about the same speed, you can offload some of those users that have 5G capabilities onto the 5G spectrum, and that okay. way the network's not as congested. You have more like checkout lanes yeah. for the customers, right? So, but the problem was they marketed 5G as this revolutionary technology, and then low band was like, this is just 4G again, and millimeter wave was like, one, one millionth of the people on the planet can use this, and so everyone's like, 5G is a lie. Uh, but mid-band and specifically C-band is like a really good area where you get that benefit of 500 to 600 megabit downloads. Um, oh, yeah. Verizon advertises you can get up to one gigabit on it. Mm -hmm. But again, that's ideal scenarios, and that's peak speeds, which is different from average speeds, as we learned with the horsepower thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of the whole thing. So planes got delayed. Planes had to be couple you know, flights. grounded for a little bit. So there was a couple you know, types of planes or whatever that didn't finish getting tested and verified. Yeah. So out of a, an abundance of caution, abundance of caution. <laughs> they uh, canceled some flights. Yeah. Um, maybe not the, uh, quote, uh, what did they say? Catastrophic disruption <laughs> yeah. that no. planes did not fall be. out of the sky. <laughs> it is good morning, America. You can always count on a little <laughs> extra spice on the headline, but okay. That uh, makes sense. So careful, I guess they had you on the today show. They might not have you on good they morning. Did. America. I, I was on the today show. I talked about Blackberry, another spicy one. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, no, yeah, that makes sense. I guess yeah. the question is, uh, and there might not be an answer to this, but are they going to finish testing everything? Or are we going to find yeah, out, oh, C-band's totally fine, altimeters all work, planes don't drop Yeah, out so that's the funny thing is, like, C-band has been rolled out in so many other countries, Australia, Korea, China. It's like, like 40 countries. 40 are, countries yeah. for, like, a year, and mm -hmm. they have no problems with this. I think in a lot of those countries, they also decided not to put them near airports just in case. 
Okay. So there's some legit concern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like every radio instrument uses spectrum and if there's interference or leakage, it could cause a problem. Like the the altimeters that most of these planes use do have backup spectrum that they use in case there is interference. Right. And that is limited to just their stuff. I think it's like 220 megahertz or something is limited to exactly the altimeters. So they should still work, but anything regarding public safety and especially airplanes, people are just like... Hold the phone here. Yep. Make sure it all works. <laughs> Which makes sense. All right. Yeah. I'm glad we got the explainer. Yeah. That makes so, a lot of sense. Thank you. So if you have a, a 5G phone, um, hopefully you'll start getting better speeds because uh, Verizon and AT&T flipped on their C-band switch on, I think, the 19th? Yeah, it was like a week ago. I so think. about a week, exactly a week ago, actually. Yeah. It was Wednesday bits. of last week. So and when they say turn your phone on airplane mode, you really should turn your phone on airplane yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's do it. <laughs> <laughs> And if you have 5G, yeah. you're the reason all the planes was, are crashing. Yeah. yeah. I was actually looking that up yesterday. I was like, why does airplane mode exist? And it's basically the same reason. Like now um, in Android 12, when you turn on airplane mode, it doesn't turn off your Bluetooth. Or I think that right. it's either an Android 12 been, or an iOS 15. It's been both, yeah, for a little bit. Because I always notice that because I always have my Bluetooth headphones on. And every time right. I want to stop like downloading, I turn on airplane mode and then I have to turn Bluetooth yeah. back on. Yeah. And uh, probably about a year ago, it just stopped turning Bluetooth off. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you're good. And it's funny because if you go to Apple's website and their page on like what is airplane mode, they say... This is a toggle that we use to comply with FAA regulation, which is kind Fair. of like a backhanded way of saying, like, we have to do this. Yeah. I mean, like, it just turns off your cellular radios pretty much. Yeah. And your GPS. Cool. Yeah. All right. So. Well, that's good to know. I think our plans should be good. I hope our plans are good from now on. <laughs> yeah. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte 
AI. So that's A O R U S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We did ask on Twitter uh, for you guys to ask a bunch of questions. We asked what you wanted to know. It's been a little bit since we've done a Q&A. Yeah. I've actually been thinking about doing more Q&A stuff again, but we wanted to do some on Waveform. Mac heard me say, all right, and he is now staring <laughs> at ready to go. Are we about to, what's going on? Lay down, 5 buddy. p.m., buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just going to answer some questions from you guys from Twitter. So I'm going to open the tweet and find some, and we can just Oh, we have a it. we have a bunch listed Good already, idea. too. I could just hop right in. Oh, I was trying to give the impression that we're doing this live. <laughs> just kidding. I, I just like, opened Twitter and yeah, found a bunch of totally random questions. Let's just check some tweets questions. out, you know? <laughs> let's just check them out. We didn't no, get the curtain. We like to lifted. put a little bit of effort into this I haven't this actually podcast. seen them. Yeah, yeah it's, um, you know, they're, they're live for me. I have the first one. And this is a question we get asked all the time. So I think this is the best place to just okay. put the nail in the coffin. Um, <laughs> genuine question, why do you guys wear headphones? To hear yourself, won't that be annoying? I've been watching the content, been listening to the podcast since the beginning. Thank you so much. So Why do we wear headphones on the podcast? Yes. yes. Um, basically to monitor our levels. Yeah. And to hear what you guys hear. To make sure we're not too far away and start sounding like this or we're starting popping and making weird noises directly into the mic we can sort of mm. monitor ourselves and sorry for audio listeners that i had to demo that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. i mean there's also other things like we we work in an area that has a lot of outside noise so sometimes rather than continue on a really long like train of thought or have adam have to tell us to stop it's easier to hear that then and just know like mm -hmm. maybe i should give this a second and we'll wait for that noise to go also, unless you're David, who just talked through two trucks driving right, yeah. by, like you'll probably <laughs> we all heard it. It's it a little Sorry. more hectic with three people, but um, also I was Adam's, in the zone, man. <laughs> Adam's desk is like a little over, so it's easier for us then to communicate to each other. Also, like just because you hear it on the podcast, we talk about a bunch of other stuff. We have to go over the ads we're doing later. We have to go over when we're doing ad breaks, and uh, it just makes it easier for all of us to communicate while we're yep. right here. We can't all be Adam and see the levels all the time yeah. on a board. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got another one here. When do you listen to podcasts, and how have your listening habits evolved over the years? Hmm. Mine is very specific. I think this is a really good question because my habits have changed so much because of COVID, or did at least yeah, for a little right. while. Like, <clears throat> I only listen to podcasts when I am traveling over 20 miles per hour. Meaning I'm either on a plane or driving. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts any other time other than traveling. What if you're in traffic and you're going like five miles per It hour? just pauses. It's GPS linked. Do you not like uh, if you're like riding a bike or anything or going for a run? Music. Or do you run really fast? I, I, uh, I run. I don't actually go for runs. I bike because my knees are, yeah, are with accelerated age. a good idea. But yeah. uh, I'm a music person during workouts. Yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you. Actually, I just watch TV when I bike. <laughs> yeah, or that. Um, yeah. What yeah, about I, when you're cleaning? You watch TV when you're biking Meaning? down the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems dangerous. I just like, you just peer through all the neighbors' windows. It's not very, you don't, you don't the follow same through much. It's like yeah. frame by frame. Um, <laughs> I think I, 
I mostly only listen to my podcast, yeah, when I'm traveling, like commuting or like traveling, even traveling on the plane. I don't listen too much. Um, so when COVID stopped, I basically stopped listening to anything, like completely right. stopped. Um, wow. Yeah. Even like video podcasts, like I listen to the H3 podcast all the time and that's almost like more of a show because if it's all video, but I still only ever really listen to that. And mm -hmm. if there's a part that I like really wanted to watch, I'll just make sure I hit the clips channel after and like watch that later. Mm. But yeah, I, I feel like it needs to be something that's going on for at least 20 minutes for me to get into enough of a podcast. Mm. I need to be in motion too to listen to podcasts, but it's uh, usually walking that I listen to podcasts. And then now when I'm driving to work, I usually listen to podcasts. Mm, There's yeah. always like daily morning podcasts and radio lab and all that stuff. But yep. Um, the hour commute to work is a good amount of time to get through like a thick, good podcast. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> when I'm walking to my coffee shop in the morning, which is a five minute walk, I listen to five minutes, get my coffee, talk to everyone there for an hour, <laughs> five minutes back to my car. And then I start again. <laughs> so yeah, that is good. To I be specific. During wave, or not during waveform, during COVID, I would very specifically <laughs> walk the dog for Same like thing. one daily episode. Something like that. Oh, like a daily episode okay. is usually like 20 minutes. Yeah, and that was like find. a perfect amount to go take the dog for a walk. And then you get slightly depressed. And then exactly. It was that time too, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough time. You do got to find the podcast that's the right length to not finish. If you're halfway through a podcast, when you finish your walk, it's like, why did I even start? Well, finish you it. either have to finish like half, like an equal parts through it. So like halfway through it, or yeah. you have to finish it. If you finish and there's like... 10 minutes Three, left. Yeah. That's that weird, like, am I going to sit in my driveway now for 10 minutes yeah. or am I going to start this and then still have 70% of my next commute with the something The only else? episode that of any podcast I've ever done that for was, I've said this before, the Reply mm -hmm. All episode, uh, long which distance. is a two-part long-distance yeah, episode. Yeah. Got home, sat in my driveway, and just sat there riveted. <laughs> it was great. Shout out to Reply All. Uh, all right. There's more questions. Yeah, I have another one. Um sticking to the waveform podcast stuff um how long does it usually take to release a waveform podcast episode uh i think i'll answer the first part and adam do you want to answer the second part uh should, should so, i record this on my phone and then we can stitch that in like a video of adam oh. across the room <laughs> the adam cast the adam, adam cast adam cam adam cam. um in terms of like writing it, I usually take Monday, Tuesday to write it. And that's pretty much just like, actually all of us, we have a waveform channel on Slack. Everyone posts just like kind of random articles they've seen that are interested in that aren't quite, um, topic gathering. Yeah. Like topic gathering Scraping that we probably together. won't make a full video on like, and then all those go into a doc. Usually Monday, Tuesday, I kind of put it all together, grab the ads, get them all in documents. Wednesday, all of us sit down and shoot. Today's um, and then to yep, today is Wednesday. And then right when we leave from here, Adam is the rest of the stuff on that. Yeah. So then after everyone shoots in here, I pull everything into the computer and I import it. And the rest of Wednesday I dedicate to cleaning audio. Then I sync everything up Thursday morning when I come in and I spend all day Thursday chopping up the video, making sure that there's graphics to go and making sure that the title's good, the thumbnail, all that stuff ready to go for Friday. Mm -hmm because we publish at 4 a.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's also the longer episodes, like David and I are working on one right now that could take months. Yeah, like, you guys will research <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah, we're done with interviews for that, and I think just chopping it up and mm -hmm. doing all that stuff is going to take like another Like month. just interviews, today yeah. is January 26th, and we started that when we got back from 
break. Yeah. So it's been like three weeks of constantly emailing interviews. and interviewing people. Yeah. And, and then we have to actually record it with you guys. And then yeah. we have to that. It's going to be a while. Yeah. 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 So we got the background big so projects. I'd yeah. say most, most episodes a week pretty much start to finish of like total start to total finish. And I mean, we all work together, but that's the main gist of it. And then some episodes when these guys are doing a ton of research a month or two. Yeah. They, yeah. they could be really long. I'll just hop into the next one since I have it here. Uh, yeah. What was MKBHD? But I'll have all of us answer this favorite video he's ever made or the most fun video you've ever made. Reviewing Mac. I think that's the same answer for most of us. That or Bixby speaker. We're talking about fun. Like we probably had the that most was fun, fun to those. make because we knew the result we wanted in mind. But as far as fun during a shoot, nothing yeah. tops shooting Mac for an entire day. And Mac came out exactly how we wanted it to. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. it, it like great. just was so good. Yeah. Easy. Uh, I have one for David actually. Oh. Uh, how has your Pixel Six experience gotten any better after the January update? Yeah, I have a very brief answer because I've used Pixel Six a little bit since I got the update. Yeah. Really only for a day. Yeah. Um. Less bugs total, yeah. still bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I had an entire system UI crash the day after the update. Oof. It's not it's not fixed, but it's yeah. It's better. I used it for two days after the update. Okay. <laughs> so not a lot. A lot of the bugs that were like I literally switched off of the Pixel 6 Pro because it had so many bugs. Like Same. I I tried to keep on it, but over time it just got more and more and more buggy mm -hmm. to the point where I like couldn't use it anymore. <clears throat> and I think the January update came out like a week after I switched off of it. Switched back to it for like two to three days. And it felt like a majority of the like, I can't use this phone anymore bugs sort of went away. Mm -hmm. um, but there are still just random issues. Like yeah. like my uh, all my widgets that I use in Material U, every time I swipe back to the home screen, they're just not there. And then three seconds later, they load in. Or they like dump from RAM every time you go home. Every time I go home. That's like not an issue that happens on most phones. Yeah. It's like a very basic thing. Like my yeah. biggest my biggest bug, which was frame rate drops, did seem to fix. Mm. So I have my animations back set to regular speed. I was dropping to like basically 60 hertz all the time on the 6 Pro. I didn't want to force 120 hertz all the time because mm. then your battery life just dumps. Mm. But after the update, seems like that part is fine. It still has some occasional hiccups and drops, but... At least it's not 60 all the time. Yeah. Adam is using the regular Pixel 6, and yeah. he said that he like just can't open certain apps sometimes. They just won't open. Yeah, Instagram just keeps crashing on me. Twitter keeps crashing on, but that's on several phones. So yeah, Twitter, Twitter has been crashing on me for that's years a, That's now. a Twitter issue. Yeah, <laughs> Evergreen. Yeah. Evergreen. <laughs> I have one that I've, I like <clears throat> kind of oh. for Marquez, but I also like... I think it's a cool question. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on spending more purely for aesthetic purposes? Um, example, buying an iPad Pro when an Air would be totally fine, but you just prefer the squared off camera bump? Something like that. Ooh, interesting. And I know you've done this before. You've definitely spent more totally. money specifically because, and I think we all have probably. It's interesting because a lot of times the, the, the better thing is also better looking. True. So it will usually be one of the bullet points that, makes me spend more. Like if we use the iPad example, I agree that the iPad Pro looks better, but I also like really like the 120 hertz display. Uh -huh. um, so there's things, yeah. I don't know if I would ever, if if the only difference was aesthetics, it would really just be like, how much extra are we talking here? Right. Because yeah. the iPad Pro is uh, $900, $1,000, and the iPad Air is not anywhere yeah. near that. Yeah. I wouldn't spend You're just, basically getting 120 hertz and that's kind of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, if it was just aesthetics, that's a tough stuff. Yeah, I think I guess it's more like if this would be fine for you and you are getting some extra things, but you mostly you're like, that looks so much better. I, yeah. I kind of see it as like whenever I'm 
making a big purchasing decision, it's like, I'm willing to spend all this money and I've done a ton of research on it. And do I think just because that thing looks better, like when I get this thing, I still spend, because an iPad Air is still expensive. Like it's still a big purchase. Yeah. Are you going to get that and then just constantly wish you had the other thing? And like in right. that sense, Aesthetics. I think I'd rather spend the extra money so I'm not disappointed with the thing I still spent a ton of money on. I think that a lot of people sort of try to pretend that the aesthetics of a device has nothing to do with the functionality or the like how much you like it. Um, but like they wouldn't make phones glass <laughs> if they didn't want it to be aesthetic. They wouldn't want to, they wouldn't like make the colors a big deal. People, you, the amount that I go on Twitter and I see people just being like, that color is so hot, definitely going to cop. It's like yeah. the yeah. color is important to mm -hmm. people, which is sort of ironic considering they put cases on like every phone. That's also funny. Um, but if I was buying a product, like because I'm going to use it every day, kind of like you had mentioned, Andrew, like you have to weigh over X period of time, what's the amount of money I'm willing to spend just to be like, I like how this looks more and I'm not wishing yeah. that I got the other one. Yeah, if you're wishing you had the other thing, you're gonna have a bad experience with that. So like- It's part of your overall yeah. experience, mm -hmm. whether or not you want to admit it or not. It doesn't exactly. really matter what the chipset and the RAM, like that's part yeah, of the experience too. I have many thoughts that have just come to my head. <laughs> one of them was, it really depends on the product, like um, yeah. on what that is. Like if it's a car, people spend more on aesthetics all the time. Oh yeah. Just because you can, you can just add an option that looks cool, whatever. Um, the other thing is, uh, I think because we're nerds and we like really priding ourselves in like the best tech and like using the most functional thing, we try to like jade ourselves into thinking like we're not getting it because it's hot looking, but like <laughs> some phones just look really good mm -hmm. and we're yeah. like very happy that it's mm -hmm. also a good phone. Um, and also I just thought of the opposite thing, which is I am currently using the Apple Watch Series 7, which doesn't come in black, it's dark blue, but the 15% faster charging is so damn useful right, for right. me that I, I just, I just use it now. I I prefer the previous watch with less curved screens and with the actual black finish. But I use the one that I don't like aesthetically as much because it's more functional. I don't hate it, but yeah, I, yeah. it would be fun to find a more perfect example of this so we could really see what that price cutoff is of like what am yeah. I willing to like if the S twenty one Ultra, mm -hmm. you could get it in. Did they make the purple and gold Ultra? No, no. Just Let's say they did because uh -huh. I know you don't love that, right? Um. And for two hundred dollars more, you could get the matte black version. Two hundred. Two hundred dollars. I mean, it's like a thousand dollar phone already. So yeah, you know, in a world where I'm not 20%. testing new phones every week or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm that's committing to this decision. phone for the next two years. I'd spend that. Yeah. Like yeah. they they do work that into the, the pricing though, mm -hmm. right? Like the um the Huawei Mate Flip or. P50 Pocket. The Huawei P50 Pocket yeah. has a, a gold color version that is called Gold Special Edition or something like that. Costs more. Costs quite a bit more. Um, does it have any extra RAM or anything? Do they even mention that? I don't know. I was I was thinking there's no way. I think it's at least $200 more. Yeah. And I was like, I think well, it is $200 more. There's got to be something else to it other than just the color. And I it, have not confirmed that yet. One, but, it might not. But yeah. two, a lot of the time manufacturers will make something a nicer color and maybe put in like two extra gigs of RAM because then people want it, but you they can, can justify, justify it, it <laughs> by yeah. saying, I get more RAM, even if that RAM is not worth $200. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a scheme. Yeah, you get the you get the super ultra deluxe special edition, which looks way hotter and then has, yeah. 
little bit better specs. A little specs. bit more RAM. Like, <laughs> so well, it's, like, it's better, that. so that's why I got it. That's it's why easier it. for people to justify to other people that they got something for functional purposes than they got it just for aesthetic purposes. That's yeah. why. That's a really interesting question. Yeah. I like that. Um, I had an interesting one that said, question for everyone at the studio. One, how do you guys maintain work-life balance? And two, what is the most used app on your phones other than social media apps? I think one thing that's kind of interesting and probably similar for all of us is that um, we love this stuff and yeah. like this is what me and my friends talk about already. Mm-hmm. So a funny thing is like at work, it doesn't really feel like work. Obviously, we are producing a good that is consumed by people. So we are working, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like work in the same way that like previous jobs that I like really didn't care for oh, yeah. felt like work. Um, so that's a big thing. Obviously, there are there are some things where like I should, probably should exercise. I probably should socialize. Um, so that's something that I just have to like make sure that I do. But I'm a very social person, so I end up doing that anyway. Uh, I would say my most used app is probably Pocket Casts, just because I listen to so many podcasts like, all the time. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So anyway, do you good. listen to more podcasts than music? I listen to music when I'm running because I, if I'm listening to something that interests me my mind is more active than my limbs right. and my limbs will stop and I won't recognize it. <laughs> You'll just start walking. Just imagining I, you just like pausing I've in the tripped, sidewalk and there for like 10 minutes I've before you realize. I've tripped on a treadmill while listening to a podcast <laughs> because my legs stopped moving. That is very valid. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So I listen okay. to a lot of music uh, like when I'm running and sometimes in the car and sometimes at home when I'm like cleaning my room or something but Otherwise, yeah. podcast. My ratio like flipped super hard. I was like, I had like eighty thousand minutes a year on Spotify, mm-hmm. and then I sl- I listen to more and more podcasts, and I've gone down in music every year. My Spotify wrapped mm-hmm. is like a third of what it used. Mine, to be. Uh, mine honestly does this. Sometimes I'm like, I'm really just feeling music for a long time, and then sometimes it's I'm just like tons of podcasts. It's, yeah, it's like I'm in a podcast stage right now. Yeah. Almost no music, but then I'll like. But then it like I listen to the same music over and over. I don't discover a lot of new music, so yeah. I think that's why it does that. And then I'll just be like. Oh, I love this song. And then I'll listen to that playlist I made. And Were you then, in like, the top? I won't listen to. What was your rap? Top I was 2%, 2% for Taylor. 2%, 2%. But Claire was one, so she beat me. This oh, is garbage. Shit. Yo, that household That's is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that household is in the top 0.5%. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Um, no, uh, I commented for the, to answer the question, I feel yeah. like, you know, work life balance for me is, is, hi, Mac. Uh, <laughs> is, um, is main, it doesn't exist really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, because I mean, it's the internet. Frisbee's it your, yeah. Your yeah, like I, yeah. I have yeah. my I have my left brain, right brain. So I because I care about both very much. I like I find the time. Uh, I used to also have class every day, so it really doesn't feel like as much of a challenge these days to balance left brain, right brain because I don't have to go to class. Um, most used app, Tick Tick. It's my task managing app. I would be dead or gone without it and calendar. So that's me. Yeah, I. Work life, I mean, it's, like David said, like working here is way more fun than any previous job I had. I, I definitely had that, what do they call it? It's like, um, shitty job. And, well, yes. <laughs> I had a job that I didn't love, which meant every night when I would get home, I would stay up to like three o'clock in the morning because I was just like, I felt like oh, my day was wasted yeah. and I would like, you didn't I would want to do things. Yeah, I would be so scared, like worried to go to sleep because I felt like I didn't accomplish anything that day. Even if it was just like, relaxing or playing video games or something like that, where at this job, I feel so much more like I did something, I did something I enjoyed during the day and I can go home and like eat dinner and go to bed if I want to and never have an issue with that. Um, And then other than that, it's just like 
making sure I'm scheduling things correctly so my weekend isn't just being a lazy the entire time. Like I'm mm-hmm. getting things done that I want. I'm going climbing, going to see my in-laws, going to hang out with friends, getting stuff done around the house, all that. It's just making sure, plan it like a day ahead and you'll be okay. If you sit or sit around all day, you'll waste it and then you'll be dreading going to work again. Yeah. It's the app that I use that's not social media. TikTok social media, right? Even yeah. though I don't post on it <laughs> at all though. Media, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm just really addicted to social media apparently. <laughs> you can check your uh, your digital well-being. Yeah, that would be bad for me. Mm-hmm. It's I'm mostly social media. Like I mean, it's lots of scared. What is it? YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. I mean, Gmail isn't social media, but it's social. Yeah. So it's yeah. like... Uh, yeah. I mean, okay, I'll, neither of you guys have ever heard of this. It's called the Gunks app. It's, it's very local to where I am. It's pretty much when you do outdoor climbing... You be, you have to buy guidebooks to know what the climbs are outside social because media. that's not social media. <laughs> I mean, do you want to look at this app? This app is not social media. Is it? Wait. So I feel like it's, if it's not Twitter, TikTok, this is literally or Facebook. This, I feel like it's this okay. is literally a book in an app, pretty much. Oh, you're not. These aren't contributed by other users. Nope. Okay. This is a person who wrote <laughs> Wait, a guidebook. So would all trails a certain be amount. social media? Yes. What? Yes. Because that's other people's. <laughs> it's social because a lot of people are trying to find the right thing. And then the media is the reviews of the trail. Look at, people tell me that's social media with a title like that. It's not social media. This is not social media. So pretty much yeah. what it does is like when I go outdoor climbing, I pick an area and that area then on this, people have made climbs out of things. So you can look at what the rock Drawn looks like people. so you can find it and then you can see <laughs> what the climb is. That might be social media. This is garbage. It might be. It is. Are your um, kids into rock climbing apps? Careful. They yeah. might be into social <laughs> media. beyond gunk. Dude, I really don't know then other than that. The next is like Rook Coffee where I order my coffee. That's fair. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There's definitely social media inside of it. Oh, There's like sure. a Twitter client. <laughs> um, maybe find one good one to end. I on. have Maybe's a perfect some... ending one. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, congrats on the hundredth episode. What's one thing that Waveform wants to achieve before the two hundredth episode? I think this is a good one to end on. Let's all give something. Yeah. I know what I want to do more of on Waveform, which is have guests on. Correct. And yes, you know, we have this so. podcast studio, and we already know we can have guests like call into the show. Mm-hmm. It's even better if they show up here in person. But generally, what makes a podcast interesting is number one, no matter what you think of Joe Rogan's of Joe Rogan, like having experts on and smart people on yeah. to talk about something that they know a lot more than you about and learning in real time. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I want to do that more. And just diversity of thought in general. I think we can mm-hmm. have like creators on. I think we can have people on other social networks. I think we can have people who have very different jobs that have a lot to talk about. That'll be really fun. So yeah. I want to have more guests. We're on. already talking to two right now. So that's coming soon. It's good, happening. Good start to the year. Yeah. Yeah. You? Me? Oh. <clears throat> well, you know how you mentioned earlier that you sat in your car and you listened to that reply all episode until it was done? I think a lot of the best podcasts or like the most talked about podcasts have either one or two or three episodes that are just like legendary. Like, um, what was it? Serial was kind of the, that was a whole podcast and it was a whole season, but it was a, it was a podcast that sort of like revolutionized podcasting. That's what I thought about when I thought of like sitting in your driveway. I think I did it for every episode. Yeah. Yeah, And so so like a lot of podcasts will have one or two or three episodes that just everyone knows about because it's so good that people are like, holy crap. There was also a reply all episode about like the case of the missing song or something. Oh that was a good one. That was good. good everyone episode. just shared that around the internet for like two weeks. And I think that sort of 
exemplifies how certain episodes and the quality of storytelling can transcend people knowing about something already. It goes viral not because of some like exterior reason because one person was like, really like this episode and then everyone look, watches it. Like I know that you have mentioned before, you're very glad that you never really had a video go viral to grow because mm -hmm. that's how you get a ton of subscribers that will never watch again. Um, and I totally agree with that. I want, I want us to produce something that reaches an audience that is not our general audience that everybody can connect with. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. That would be something I think it would be cool to do. Yeah. I see that happening. Yeah. I have a lot of faith in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. Mac, anything to oh, say? Wait, wait, I don't get to say anything. <laughs> I this, thought you were just I agreeing. This podcast. I thought you were just agreeing. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me. And then Mac's going like, to go. The funny thing is, is I really yet. don't have I anything I to say. <laughs> um, I, I, my thing was going to also be guests, which is kind of lame. But oh. I do I do like what you're saying. Like I would like to bring in guests that have a very faint tech aspect to them that we can just relate to and then we can open up a whole nother category to other people and be something that helps broaden other people's horizons and yeah. we get to learn during the the experience yeah sounds yeah, favorite. awesome yeah we'll do it i'm committed to it right now boom committed. thank you guys for joining us on the ride to this point so far 100 episodes is not bad it's not bad we got a little bit of uh hardware on the table to show for it but in case you haven't already, this is a pretty good time to subscribe because, uh, you know, more plaques, but also more episodes and the whole like enjoying what you listen to thing can happen. But a lot we're more. really only in it for the plaques. So yeah, we're going to have to go to a dentist pretty soon if we can keep getting more plaques. <laughs> That's the goal, right? I'm muting David. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you can cut there. with that, thanks for listening to episode 100. Catch you guys next time. All right. Waveform is produced by Adam Molina. We are partnered with Vox Media and our intro outro music was created by Vane Sill. Are you going to leave it all right? <laughs> <laughs>